fuck your mom. Yeah, exactly. As we've said many times. singular person listening to this podcast i'm taylor i'm ro and we're socially awkward <laughs> as evidenced by the fact the that last... we started forgetting our own intro that we came up with the last like five episodes you've done the intro because i have forgotten that it exists <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's two of us oh because God. together two of us make one complete full person. Exactly. <laughs> I do not understand, like, the people, like, Curtis Connor that can do just, like, self-podcasts where it's, like, just you talking by yourself. Like, I couldn't do it. I don't get it either. either. Although, I've listened um, to, like, not every episode of his podcast, but, like, some, and they are disastrous. <laughs> They're bad. I love it. They're bad. Like, he cannot, like, keep himself on, like, a thought, and then he'll start, like, bits no. in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> I'm like, you have to keep going. And I love, my favorite part about Curtis Connors' podcast is the, like, little jingles he has for every bit he has. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, it's so funny. Like, he has one, my favorite is for him, like, changing the subject, and he has a jingle for when he's changing the subject. <laughs> And it's yes. like spooky monster music. <laughs> it's so funny. My favorite episode is the one that Danny Gonzalez like comes on the episode to tell that story about that spider. <laughs> have you seen that? Oh my that god, episode? I haven't no, I haven't seen that episode. <laughs> oh my god, you have to watch it. It's like from maybe a couple months ago. And Danny okay. comes on and he's like, I yeah, like I tweeted out to all my friends at podcast to ask someone to let me on their podcast because I have to tell this story. <laughs> And he tells, like, this crazy story that you, like, cannot expect the ending of, and it's so funny. Okay, I'm so excited. I love that. He's like, hey, everybody who has a podcast, I'm dying to tell this story. Please, let me on your podcast. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. You have to to listen to it, then report back, because it is really funny. Okay, I will do that. Oh my god. Okay, I started out, I have two notes for things that we can talk about before we, like, pick talk topics to talk about okay, um but the first one was that i was gonna give you a pro tip and this is also a pro tip for everyone that's listening because i'm sure knowing the brand of people that probably listen to this podcast will be helpful so remember that app that i told you guys about in book club like months ago that bookly app that you can use to like track books or whatever okay totally. you Man can add yeah you can add your own books like you can just literally put whatever you want in there so you can like yeah. screenshot the like first page of a fan fiction and put it in there, <laughs> you can track all the fan fictions you read, and then, like, rate them and never lose them. Oh my 
God. Yeah, let me show you. So, like, I started doing this. this up immediately. It's so good. And, like, I think when you use, like, the regular, like, you know, like, light version or whatever, it, um, yeah, the one you don't pay there's, for. like, a limit on how many books you can put in, but it's only $20 for, like, a whole year, so it's, like, even if you do oh. want the full thing, like, it's really not that expensive. Yeah, but, yeah, look, like, bad. obviously, everyone, well, you can't even see, because the screen's, like, weird, but you can just, like, put them no, in. I can kind of see. Oh, and my it's just, God, like, that's awesome. Yeah, all of your, and you can, because they ask you for, like, a page count, and obviously, like, AO3, they don't do, like, page counts, but, um, traditional novels are, like, 300 words a page, so you can just divide the number of word, the, like, total word count by 300, and know exactly how many pages it would be. Oh my god! Yeah, I love it. I started doing that, like, a couple months ago, because sometimes it's hard if you, like, read one, and then, like, I know you kind of leave all your tabs open. (laughs) Well, I favorite all of them, so I, I favorite all the good ones, anyways. Yeah, but, like, I that, like, stresses me out, especially having, yeah. like, a bunch of open tabs. So I'll just screenshot, like, the first page so that I can see, like, the author name and all of that information and then just, yeah, like, yeah, add yeah. it as my cover because you can just add your own cover and, like, put all of your own information in. And it is, like, I was, I was trying to tell Bryce about this last night, and, of course, he was not as excited as I was. <laughs> I was like, this is life-changing because sometimes you're like, oh, what's that one? Yeah, sometimes, and sometimes it's hard to tell, like, I get them confused where it's like, oh, I remember that it was this one where this happened, but I don't remember, like, what title that was or right. whatever. And so then you can, like, kind of put it and you can add, like, notes and stuff like that. So it's, like, super easy to keep track of them. So you can be like, this is the one where this thing happens or whatever. Exactly, or, like, these yeah. few things happen or whatever, yeah. That's yeah, so and you can, like, smart. put your own, like, notes, like, oh, this is the part that I really liked right here. Like, you can add, like, thoughts at certain parts, too. It's so nice. Dude, that's awesome. Yes, so pro tip for everyone listening. Like annotating a fan fiction. Exactly, but it's like in your own app, so you never, like, you can always, you never lose that, and you always have it, like, in the same spot. Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah, not sponsored by Bookly, but <laughs> highly recommend but the Bookly app. But it could be. Yeah, <laughs> Bookly, please sponsor us. I am a religious user of Bookly. Let me read my stats to you, because they're, like, kind of insane. I started Dude, using it in May of like May of last year. So I've been reading it you reading with it for over a year. And in 2022 alone, I've read 40,657 pages. Um Jesus and 133 Christ. books. <laughs> Dang. Okay, what was your goal for this year to read how many books? I I've, I've already met two goals this year. My first one was uh like 100 books. I was one, okay, I wanted to get to 100 books. And then I passed that in like July. And so I was like, well, I'll set another one. And then I just met that goal, like, two days ago. For And I added, like, nice. I think it was, like, a 25 more. So now I'm at 133. So I just set another goal <laughs> to see if <laughs> I can like get to... Yeah, I was going to see if I get to 150. And I've already read two books. <laughs> so Dang. You I'm speed sure through books, too. I Yeah, I read really fast. I read, like, 100 and... What is it? Like, 128 pages an hour, according to the app. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I love this app. It's great. And it, you can, like, one of my favorite things, because I was telling Sarah about this, is that I sometimes have a hard time remembering. I read a lot of books of, like, similar genres, so sometimes they kind of all, like, run together in my head. 
But every yeah. time you finish a book, they have you rate it, and you can also put, like, notes about your rating of, like, oh, I really liked it because of this, or oh, I really hated it, it had this in it. Because of this, yeah. Yeah, so I was, she was, like, asking me about, like, what book to read, and I was like, oh, let me go look, and I just pulled out my app and was like, okay, the one I really liked was this one. Oh, but yeah, this yeah, one yeah. is the one I really didn't like. Like, it helps me keep track of ones that I do and don't like, <laughs> because I have a hard time yeah. remembering sometimes. I remember you talking about that specifically when, um, like, when we did the episode about the, like, favorite movies or whatever, and you were like, yeah, I had to, like, ask Blake and Bryce, like, what are some of my favorite movies, or what's the movie where this happens, or, like, whatever. So, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have a very good memory, so it's really helpful to, like, have all of my own notes, but, excuse me! <laughs> I've heard I'm wearing, like, a pair of, like, wired headphones for everyone else that can't see, and yeah. one headphone is, like, hanging down my lap, and my cat is, like, coming up from under the table and, like, like pawing at the headphone that's hanging down, yes, <laughs> just sticking in my bra. Excuse me, that is menace behavior. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the other thing I said, I was thinking that we should talk about, which you can kind of start on this because it's your idea, is that the, excuse me... <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> we scoop closer to the table. <laughs> we'll not leave um, you alone. <laughs> no, she's like way into the headphones. Um, is the the tattoo that we're talking about getting? Ooh, okay. So the tattoo we're talking about getting is one uh, like a matching one um, of uh, oh my god, Vampire Night is what it's called, <laughs> which is this. <laughs> incestuous vampire anime that we both really like. I like that I told you I will get this tattoo as long as nobody can tell what it's from and then we just told everybody exactly what it's <laughs> well, from. Well, but not anybody that you would care you no, know, no, if no, they no, knew no. what it was from. I'm you sure know? all of our friends like that listen parents. already know. Oh my god. Yeah, my yeah. parents I never want to explain that to them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. God, here's hoping your parents never find the podcast. Oh my god, yeah, we've said that before. <laughs> Look how that turned and out. That aged like a fine like milk. milk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so what we're talking about doing is like, we talked about something from the infamous episode, um, the Valentine's Day episode, but they don't say Valentine's Day in the anime they say Saint Chocolatel's Day. <laughs> My favorite is that it's spelled with like a bunch reason. of X's too. It's not even just it's like spelled, spelled like chocolate. It smells so like X's. Many X's. <laughs> so many X's. Um, it's so funny to me because I've never seen an anime that like didn't say Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why they like censored that or changed it or whatever. I wonder if it's that way in the books. Um. But anyway, yeah, so we decided that was kind of too sort of random to have, like, a box of chocolates or whatever, like, just as a tattoo, because it doesn't really go with the vision that either of us want on our bodies. So then we talked about something, like, more celestial, um, so maybe, like, some stars and some moons, because those are kind of themes throughout the whole thing or whatever, and so maybe, like, some, I was thinking, like, some stars on my shoulder. Oh, that'd be really pretty. Yeah, yeah, some stars slash the moon. Also, I mean, I think I talked to you about this, but I kind of, I've seen this thing on TikTok that I kind of want to do, and it's like freckles tattooed on you, but mm -hmm. they 
they do them in a constellation. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And so I kind of want that because I have very light natural freckles that would really come out if I spent any time in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't. So, um, so they are very hidden and I would like to accentuate those a little bit more, but I think it'd be so fun to have like a constellation on your face that only you know about. Yeah, that'd be really cute. I've seen them and they always look really cute. Yeah, they always look super cute. And some people get rainbow freckles and stuff, and that's a little much for me. Um, I think I would want the natural ones because I'm a little iffy about a face tattoo in general. But having freckles is kind of a low, low risk face tattoo. Yeah, no one would really ever like know. The yeah, exactly. Natural. It's like getting makeup tattooed on your face. Yes. Yeah. So that those are my two kind of ideas. But where were you thinking about putting yours? I'm thinking about doing mine, like, kind of up the back of this arm, but, like, obviously, so that when my arm is down, it's, like, kind of going up the back, because I think if we do, like, kind of moon and stars, I feel like that'd be really pretty to just have, like, a little, like, sprinkling kind of up the back, because it kind of matches the tattoo that's already on the front of the arm. Totally. It's kind of, like, an extension of that. Yeah. So I was like, you know, that'd be really... Because I I keep... I was telling Blake this one when we were getting my last tattoo that I have to, like, balance out both sides of my body. So every time I get one on one side of my body, I have to balance it out and then do another one on the other yeah, side. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. So you'll have to get another one on the other side soon. Yeah, because the, the... Well, Sarah and I have been talking about getting matching tattoos now, so... Ooh, what are you guys I'm, getting? I don't know. We hadn't, like, talked about anything specific, but I was, you know, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, my... She was telling me she was thinking about getting a specific tattoo. She was like, yeah, I've been... Like, you know, trying to decide what I want, because I think I want one, but I, you know, and she was, like, telling me about what she wanted. And I was like, ooh, well, if you get it and you, like, then want more, we should get matching tattoos, because I'm on this mission to have matching tattoos with all of my closest friends. And she was like, oh, I would do that. That's so sweet. I love that. That's so fun. It is so fun. Like, I love them, and it's so cute, and, like, I have memories with all my friends, and fucking Bryce won't do it. (laughs) I was gonna say, you just need to get Bryce to do it now. (laughs) Bryce won't do it, and I've tried. He was like, I literally won't. I was like, what if you just got it somewhere like your butt, like Blake did, where it's like, you'll never, yeah. like, nobody will ever see it if it's, he's like, no, I don't think I could ever think of anything that I would like the design enough that if I got it, I wouldn't, like, hate it later. I was like, you know, I can't really Aww. argue with that, so. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel that. Because you really don't know. Um, you can't guarantee that he won't hate it later, so. Yeah, it's hard to, like, I don't know, because it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it can be something, like, we don't, I don't know that we have anything that's, like, special enough to the two of us, where it's like, oh, this just, like, represents our friendship, it would have to be something, like, we both liked, or something like that, and then it's like, yeah, you never yeah. know if you're gonna like that again later, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, who knows if I'm gonna regret this vampire night tattoo in a few years. <laughs> no, but it's just stars and moons, I feel like you won't forget it. Yeah, nobody will, like, yeah, nobody will know, and it's, yeah, even if it's like, oh, that's, I mean, it's a, it's an incest anime, and I already don't hate it, so I feel like I probably (laughs) wouldn't anyway, but. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, like, two episodes ago, we were like, there's this book, and there's incest in it, and it's so gross. (laughs) Yes! Right, I forgot. Yeah, but this isn't, it's not necessarily, like, for children. And also, we like it because it's bad. Yeah, no, we don't like the incest. We, 
like learned that it was incest later on and we were both like oh god why did they have to do that because it's like a twist at the very end of the anime and you're well, like she doesn't end up with that guy hell? no she doesn't in the books i believe she goes on to have a child with him and a child with zero <laughs> i'm ah! pretty sure <laughs> that happens Gross. but also yeah. <laughs> But also, their parents were siblings, too, weren't they? <laughs> I don't know. You know way more about this than I do. I only know, like, expressly what is, like, said in the show. And even then, as evidenced by the last time we watched the anime, I do not know a lot of what happened in the show, because I was shook again by the twist of that guy being a vampire. Which <laughs> is, like, half the plot in the show. That's right. That's, like, oh my it's God. in the first episode, and then it's, like the main thread of the entire show. <laughs> oh my For anyone God, that doesn't know, so which is going to be pretty much everyone listening because this anime sucks. <laughs> the whole plot of the anime is this is these kids that go to this like school. And the whole point is that during the day is like when the normal students go to school, and then at night they have night classes for all the vampire students. But the normal but students nobody... aren't supposed to know about the vampire yeah, exactly. students. It's like a secret, which is why they're all like separated. And so, the whole plot is this girl, like, her best friend from, like, childhood, who's, like, kind of her, like, adopted brother-ish, like, her dad kind of, like, took him in or whatever, is a vampire, and she, like, doesn't know. But he, like, won't drink real blood, because he's, like, grossed out by it. So there's, like, a whole thing where you, like, it's revealed that he's a vampire. Meanwhile, this other guy that is a vampire is, like, pursuing her, and that's the guy that at the end turns out to be her brother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Where he's literally. like pursuing and she's her. Like, and she's kind of like, eh. Well, she's like in love with him. Yeah, she really has like a big crush on him, but then she like eventually ends up with like the first guy. Yeah, at least exactly. in the anime. She ends up with the yeah, at kind of with uh, the guy who was revealed to be a vampire. Yeah, who's her like not the the problem is they're not both brother. kind of her brother because it's like he's not yeah. her brother like he's not related to her at all. But her dad, like, takes him in and they, like, grow up together. So it's, like, yeah, he's kind well, of her she's adopted, too. Yeah. She's also adopted. Because They're both she adopted. also a vampire? <laughs> Isn't that, like, revealed yes, later on? Yes, she is also a vampire. She's also a vampire. <laughs> That's revealed at the very end. She's also a vampire because she and the vampire student, who we know is a vampire the whole time, um, are brother-sister, and they are, like, pure-blood vampires. Pure blood because they're born from, like, a long line of incest. (laughs) I was talking about this with Bryce the other day, because I'm trying to remember what he was watching, but, oh, it was Percy Jackson. We were talking about Percy Jackson. And he was like, it's so weird that, like, all of these, like, kind of, like, YA books have to talk about incest. Because they, I guess there was some reference into it where it was like, you would never date, like, a half-blood that has the same, like, obviously the same, like, godparent as you, but you would date other half-bloods. And he was like, that seems kind of weird. And I was like, yeah, because all of the gods are, like, related to each other, too. So it's like, even if you date someone whose parent is a different god, that person's probably, like, your cousin or something. Right. And I was, yeah. Yeah, he was like, why is that such a plot in these, like, YA series? Because, you know, we've been talking about the freaking Cassandra Clare stuff. And I was like, it's because (laughs) when you have these, like, magical bloodlines, the only way to keep the magic in the family 
Is it they're all inbred? Is <laughs> incest. Exactly. This is what happens when you have these, like, oh, we're gonna do these, like, magical, like, teens, and it's like, then you have to, de- like, almost touch on the fact that that's the way that, like, like, it's the same thing with, like, old money, like, monarchy families. Like, they're all inbred because that's the way to exactly. keep the power in the family. That's, you like, keep it in the family. Your cousin. Exactly. Yeah. And he was like, that oh. is so weird. And I was like, no, it is. It needs to go away. Like, that is absolutely it's a trope. It's insanely weird. It's so gross. Yeah. You know what? I'm kind of shocked that there's no incest in, like, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they did a pretty good job keeping the incest out of Harry Potter. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, for... I was going to say, for all the things that they did wrong. <laughs> for all the things that are wrong with Harry Potter, there's no incest. That's at least that I'm aware of. of. So. No, yeah, and I've never, I read the first book and I've seen the first three movies, but as far as I'm aware, <laughs> there's no incest in Harry Potter. I have read all of the books multiple times, and as far as I remember, there's no okay. incest. All right, I trust you. I trust you both. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why that's, like, a whole... Especially for, like, like YA fantasy novels. That's the thing. They're, like, for children. Yeah, and it's, like, especially when the, like, age group... Especially for, like, um, like the Cassandra Clare series and, like, Percy Jackson. That's for, definitely for, like, younger teens. Like, more in the, like, right. 13 to 15 range. Where you're, like, yeah. so impressionable. And you already have, like, really skewed views of, like, how relationships should look. Because... Most of that exactly. you're getting is from, like, media and fan fiction and, like, you know, awful stuff on the internet. And it's, yeah. like, don't introduce them this, like, romanticized idea of, like, incest. Exactly. <laughs> Where this person has, like, no way to, like, logically reason out, like, safety or is like, this a good idea that's... or why yeah, it's exactly. bad or not bad or, like, whatever. Why it's questionable, like, yeah. Exactly. It's It's so weird. Like, I just don't understand why that's like posed in such and it's always it's never like oh this is my cousin or like a second cousin where it's like okay i can see how you could maybe argue this is fine it's always like their brother <laughs> yeah like, literally why does there always have to be like a it's surprise never like a brother twist? <laughs> <laughs> literally it's never like a clueless situation you know what i mean no, and even in Clueless, so many people are have a problem with that, with, like, the relationship Yeah, so many people are like, that's scandalous, and it's like, it's really not, but, like... I, yeah, I personally think it's fine, because they're not at all related. They're so not it's at like, all related. It's, like, her stepbrother, but, like, they don't, they don't share any parents, so it's, like... Yeah. It's fine, and they also, like, don't, like... It's, I think I would have more of a problem with the, the age gap than the fact the age that they're, gap, like, exactly. ex-step-siblings. Yeah, same. Because yeah, it feels like, I don't know, he's a lot, like, age gap relationships inherently aren't a problem, and I don't think he's, like, that, because she's, like, what, 17 or something, like, she's, 16, like, 17, something she's, like yeah, that. like, older high school aged, and he's in college, which is not, like, crazy, but <laughs> when your brain isn't fully developed... You should not that's be dating someone that's more than, like, one to two years older than you. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel as well. Like, it's it's different if you're, like, you know, 30 and he's, like, 37 or something than if you're yeah, 16. Yeah, that's way different. And he's, like, you know, 24 or something. That's weird. That's weird. Yeah. It's gross. <laughs> how do we always end up on incest in these we end up on incest and age gaps. That's how we. That's what we always. End up. 
I can only assume that it's me that I'm the problem because these conversations, <laughs> we have these exact same conversations in real life. <laughs> this podcast is just a microcosm of what we talk about all the time. <laughs> yeah, for any of the, it's one of those things where you like, sometimes you listen to podcasts and you're like, I wonder if these people are like this in real life. Like if this is just a persona. We are. <laughs> Literally could not be putting on a persona if I tried. This is <laughs> if I was putting on a persona, I probably wouldn't be talking about incest on this podcast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my god. Okay, do you want me to pick a topic out of the jar? Sure. Um, I was gonna say one thing that I want to revisit on the podcast later on, and maybe have Sarah back, is mm-hmm. that kink stuff because oh, yeah. I think looking back and editing that episode i felt very blindsided (laughs) by the fact that that's what we were gonna talk about (laughs) and so i was like i don't i'm not ready to talk about this (laughs) so i didn't really share anything at all um but I would be more ready to talk about it if I was, like, a little bit more prepared. Like, I I could share more, and we could have a more in-depth conversation about it. (laughs) There was, like, a part that I literally had to skip through while I was editing because it was so awkward. I think it's when your sister was there, and so we were having to... Oh, dear God. That was the other thing, is that we did it on a Sunday, and my sister was freaking home. (laughs) So, (laughs) we'll have to revisit it maybe, like, when I get back to Texas. Yeah, when we can all be, like, in the same place. Yeah, for anyone that's, I mean, you've already listened to that episode. I think it's the one we just posted before this one. I think so, too. Yeah, the whole time, and I don't know how much we ended up editing out, but the whole time, Rose's sister was, like, in the room, and we hadn't, Sarah and I had, like, briefly talked about, like, it was one of those things where, like, at one point in discussion about the podcast, she was like, oh, that'd be a good idea, and I was like, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea, and then that was, like, kind of it. Yeah, it's a great topic. And then it's, like, then the day of, we got there, and we're, like, sitting down to record, and we were, like, oh, I guess, like, I guess we need to do that topic, because we, di- we don't have anything else. Because <laughs> yeah, that was, that like, makes sense. we had briefly totally. discussed that, and then it was, like, oh, it's this, and then it was, like, we had not prepped ahead of time or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was really funny that it was, it was very awkward. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was awkward to listen back to. It was very awkward to listen back to. I listened back to it, it was, like... <laughs> Can we post this? Can we even post it? Can we even it was, post this? <laughs> it was as salvageable as any ones that we post. <laughs> At least we didn't have to edit 20 whole minutes out of it like we have with most of the other episodes we've recorded. Oh my god, literally. The one where we were on a phone call. If I had a dollar for every time we edited 20 minutes out of the podcast, I would have almost <laughs> as many dollars as we have episodes. I, mean, I would have, like, $30. I, yeah. there was. I remember there was one time that we recorded an episode, and it was, like, maybe seven or eight episodes ago. It was the last time that we were together in the same place. And we, like, yeah. recorded the episode, and then I listened back and edited it. And I texted you. It was like, oh, my God. I almost had to cut nothing out of this. Like, I'm so impressed. We were yeah. Like, so blown away. <laughs> that. That Remarkably, almost... I think this one is fine. Yeah. So far, I've put one cut, and it was the first two and a half minutes where my audio is just nothing while I'm waiting for you to join the call. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing such a good job. I'm so proud of us. And I even remember to turn my air conditioning off this time. <laughs> Look at you, go. I mean, it's because it's not a thousand degrees yet. Literally. 
Okay, I have right, the topic. Pick some topics. Yes. Oh, okay, okay great. Okay. Anyway, um, so the the topic that I pulled, which I think is an appropriate one, we've been talking about this a lot lately, just like in our personal lives, is our fashion slash style journeys. Ooh, that's a good one. Do you want to go first? Uh, here you go first while I <laughs> write down the timestamp of this. Okay, I'll go first. So, I would say my style journey begins with my mom trying to force me to wear dresses and I didn't want to. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That was like a big deal in our house for a very long time. Like I would wear um I wanted I always like had a lot of awareness about what I wanted to wear even though I wasn't always allowed to wear what I wanted to wear. Um, and I loved, it's not that I, like, hated dresses, really. Like, I loved wearing, like, dress-up clothes, you know? Um, like, I had a lot of, like, Disney princess dresses and stuff like that that my sister and I would play dress-up with. Um, but I, I didn't really like wearing, like, fancy clothes in general and I didn't like wearing them out and I hated like tights I hate the way that tights make me feel I've Mm -hmm. always hated that and yeah I remember this one time um I was getting ready for something and we were like we were like already very late for this thing and it was like something that I needed to like wear tennis shoes to so my mom was like go put on your shoes for the love of god and I was like okay and I was like, I don't feel hurried. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to dress up. And I put on these like frilly, like white socks and these Mary Janes. And I was like, Oh Look, my Mom. god, the classic like late 90s, early 2000s combination. <laughs> yes, totally. And I was like, Look, Mom, I'm a Powerpuff girl, because that's the kind of shoes that the Powerpuff girls wear. <laughs> And she was like, put on your tennis shoes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, those are my earliest memories with fashion. And then I remember um, kind of not really caring about it for a while and sort of just letting my mom pick out what I wore. And also my like earliest days in school, I had a uniform. So, um, like, when we lived in bigger places like Colleen and stuff like that, I had a uniform. So the choice was made for me. And um, I hated it. (laughs) And then um, when I got to Follette and there were no uniforms, I would wear, like, just jeans and a t-shirt and whatever. And then I went through my goth phase. (laughs) Where I was like, I'm gonna wear all black. And that was about seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So I wore like all black clothes and I was like really into Converse sneakers. I wore those from seventh, every day of my life, from seventh grade through 12th grade. And um, I then I kind of like drifted between like goth fashion and punk fashion and like skater boy fashion through my high school years and it was bad (laughs) I mean it looked bad but like I was having a great time you know so I don't regret any of those choices 
then when I got to college, I remember I had a day where I was wearing this Adventure Time, like, jacket. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, um, I, it had, like, the hood that was, like, the, um, the hat that Finn wears in Adventure Time, you know? Yeah. And, um, I remember looking around and everybody else was wearing, like, really plain clothes, especially at our school. And, um, because it was a Baptist school and that just was what people wore. And also there were a lot of homeschooler people there. So like they were in pretty plain clothes. And so, um, I was like, oh, I think I'm a loser. (laughs) No. (laughs) I was like, okay. I remember making a list of things, um, I think the list was titled in my phone, Things I Can No Longer Do as a Mature Adult. Oh no! And it was so sad, and one of them was, like, I can't wear, like, like graphic stuff, like cartoon stuff and things like that, stuff that I had. So I, like, kind of went through my closet and did a big purge. This was, like, before I met you. Mm-hmm. And, um... I got rid of a lot of stuff, and then I was wearing pretty much, like, plain clothes, so, like, jeans and t-shirts, and they were, like, comfy, sort of, um, not, definitely not professional looking. We always had, we, (laughs) I've had one shirt that you always gave me grief for (laughs) wearing at the writing center, and it was a scoop neck, like, t-shirt with a front pocket or whatever, um, the reason I gave you, you grief like, for it is because you always told me this is, like, your professional shirt. And I was like, that's a scoop neck t-shirt. Like, that's not I know even, no, like, a blouse saying... or, like, a button-up or anything. I'm not saying it wasn't deserved because it absolutely was deserved. <laughs> <laughs> you were correct to give me grief for it. <laughs> and the reason we're saying that is because our school, if you were, like, an employee of the school, which we both were... There was, like, a yeah. really strict, like, policy about, like, how you had the dress because it was a Baptist school. And so they had policies about, like, you couldn't have any, like, facial piercings. You had to limit, like, yeah. ear piercings to, like, two piercings on the lobe. That was it, which none of us followed those rules. You couldn't have yeah, any visible tattoos. Like, rules. there was, like, pretty strict have, like, modesty wild rules. colored hair. Yeah. And, like, our boss was, like, fairly lax about those kind of things, obviously. Yeah. But, like, yeah. it was expected that we not dress that way. So that's why there was, like, a lot of grief about it. Because it was, like, you're supposed to be yeah. dressing professional. And then we're, like, here's our professional clothes. And it's a scoop neck t-shirt. <laughs> and it's a scoop neck t-shirt. Yeah. But, yeah. So it was very deserved grief. But, like, that's the kind of stuff that I wore. It was, like, nothing really fancy. Nothing that really stood out. And it was kind of, like, sloppy. A little bit, you know what I mean? Because I kind of didn't know what I was doing. And um, then I got, I was working in social media and I, those rules were enforced a little bit more up there after I was working, after I left the writing center and I was working in social media. So um, I hate, to this day, I hate dress pants. I don't know why. I just oh my hate god, I do too. Dress pants are horrible. Dress pants are awful. And they've kind of come a long way since those days but still I just don't like them and I don't like the way they look on me so I wore dresses every day um and that was an easy way to look more professional but I did not like wearing them and I didn't I don't like the way they feel I don't like um I like having more structure on my body than that a lot of people are like 
I love dresses because they're so flowy and they feel so free and stuff, and I just don't really like that. I never really have. Um, so then, um, graduated from college and I kind of was dressing however until the pandemic. And that's when I feel like I really was like, well, I'm just in my house, so like, who cares? And, um, also that was after some trauma wherein my bodily autonomy was taken away from me. So I was like, okay, it's, this is my body and I'm going to do with it what I want to do with it. And it was like a practice in regaining that autonomy. So, um, I started like kind of dressing more the way I did in high school. And it was kind of like a regaining of like childhood a little bit. So it was like, um bright colors and cartoony things and stuff like that and whatever um and uh I've been dressing like that pretty much ever since and I've kind of taken that to some extremes and sort of like maximalism and stuff like that um not to the extreme that like some people like on TikTok are which I love I love that style but I'm not really comfortable layering that many things on my body um, but anyways, so now I feel like, sorry, I know this is really rambly, but, um, now I feel like I'm exploring, uh, masculine fashion, which is very exciting for me. I don't really know exactly what that, like, looks like, but I'm doing a lot of things that are small to kind of, like, help me experiment with that. So, like, today this is what... This is kind of like what I would call a masculine outfit. It's pretty much the same thing I was wearing yesterday that I sent you Marco Polo in, but it's like some cargo pants, a tank top, and a nondescript hoodie that I cut into sleeves. So basically, you're dressing like every single boy in middle school. <laughs> exactly. I've got to start there so that I can work my way up to boys who are my age. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm doing things like, for the first time in many years, I am not painting my nails, which, like I said, a lot of guys paint their nails and look great doing it, but I am just, like, exploring what it looks like to not do some things. And also, I have decided that I'm not going to shave my legs anymore, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's a talk about a big time saver, honestly. Like Ugh, for real. I hate shaving my legs. It sucks. If I didn't have like the most sensory issues with feeling like any amount of hair on my legs, I hate body totally. hair. Like literally so much. It feels awful. Like I have no problem with anyone that like visually has it. It feels yeah. awful to touch. <laughs> so I have to like remove <laughs> all of it on my own body because it like bothers me if I can feel like it the tiniest prickle of hair. And I wish I didn't have to do that. It takes so fucking long. <laughs> it takes so long. I have, like, I, I feel like I have the opposite sensory thing where it's like, I hate the way that my legs feel in clothes with, without body hair. Interesting. And also my skin is pretty sensitive, so it gets, like, pretty, like, raw and stuff. And I get, like, razor bumps and stuff like that all over my legs. And there's just, like, nothing I can do about it. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, so... Anyways, I'm excited about that. I've never not shaved my legs. I know my mom's gonna give me a lot of grief for it, but... Well... Fuck your mom. 
Yeah, exactly. As we've said many times. <laughs> That's that we need to change the title of the podcast to Fuck Your Mom. <laughs> that would be such a funny title of a podcast. <laughs> Especially because that's not what this podcast is about. Like, it's it's nothing to do with, like, we don't always talk about that or, like, about moms or anything. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because it sounds like, um, it's saying, like, like it's a one big your mom joke, you know what I mean? (laughs) It does sound like one big your mom joke. That's what your mom said in bed last night. Oh my god, yes. So, man. That is Anyways, I'm That's curious. the title of this episode now, is Fuck Your Mom. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> She'll never know, but it's just a little homage. A little homage. Oh, a little homage oh to someone god. who does not deserve one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, damn. <laughs> hey, we do not support oh, toxic energy on this podcast, and she has too much. No. She does. This is true. I'm excited. Sorry, this is like kind of a tangent, but um, as much as I have genuinely enjoyed living here, and um, I think it has been very good for my mental health just to have some kind of structures in place that I didn't have when I was living with um, Isaac and Savannah. Um, And as much as I needed a break and to save up money and everything, I am so excited to go back to Texas. And live I bet. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, let's hear about your style journey. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I don't even really until probably like middle school, like maybe around like age thirteen or so. I really didn't even have one because, like, I wore uniforms kindergarten through like I when I graduated high school. So, like, I didn't have to obviously, yeah. you know, at home, like, or like at school, I didn't. I don't even really remember, like, I think most of the time during school days, like, I would just wear my uniform at home, like, you know, just wear it until I got ready for bed, because what's the point of, like, changing clothes? Changing. Yeah, because it was just, like, shorts and, like, a polo shirt, especially in, like, elementary school. So it's really not a big deal. No, it was, like, not that different than, like, you know, clothes I would probably wear otherwise. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure I did have, like, you know, like, little outfits that I wore or whatever, but I don't really remember. Um, Some like plaid Bermuda shorts, the classic. Oh, absolutely! Although that was my sister's. My sister wore the Bermuda shorts. (laughs) I've seen many pictures of your sister as a child wearing those Bermuda shorts, and I think it's so funny. My sister wore her go-to was Bermuda shorts, and then she would wear because my sister's two years younger than me. So like this was probably she was going through this phase probably around the time that I was starting to like care about my clothes because I. It's, like, when you don't, like, I wasn't going anywhere. So it was, like, I didn't really need, exactly. like, outfits for anything until I got around middle school. It was, like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my friends or whatever. Because all my friends growing up until that point were homeschooled. <laughs> so exactly nobody cared or was wearing, like, good fashion. So it's, like, I don't even remember what I was wearing. It was probably, like, su- just, like, some shorts. Like, I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, my sister always wore a pair of Bermuda shorts. And it was either, like, khaki <coughs> Bermuda shorts or those classic, oh, like, yeah. 2002, like, plaid Bermuda shorts. And then she would wear, like, a, like a graphic t-shirt. And it always had some sort of, like, goofy slogan on it. Like, I'm not sure, yeah. I'm fun-sized, or whatever. That was her, like, go-to one, was that one. Or she I had, had this... one that said, talk nerdy to me. Oh my god, that's their most, like, middle school <laughs> shirt. 
It was. I love My mom that. had to throw that away after a while because I was wearing it so She's much. She's like, fucking stop wearing that. She was like, I don't know where it went. I don't know. I love that. And then my sister also had this, we made fun of, so around this time, when she was like nine or ten, we got a webcam for the, like, computer oh, that yeah. she and I shared, and we have, like, hours of webcam footage of my sister just, like, goofing around in front of the webcam, and every single video, regardless of the day, she's wearing this long-sleeved, like, white, with, like, colored striped shirt. It's, like, blue, it's, like, oh I think it's, like, God, blue yes. and green stripes, and we make fun of her so much for that. Um, but that was, like, her go-to look, and mine was always, um, because the school I went to was, like, very pretentious, as I've discussed many times, and so the kind of, like, style of my school around that time was Nike shorts, and you would just wear Nike shorts with, like, a kind of oversized t-shirt, so I had, like, Nike shorts of every color, and then just, like, a kind of, like, a t-shirt that I was like, okay, well, this kind of goes with the color of these shorts, and, like, I just had one that went with, like, every pair of shorts, and I just wore, like, some variation of those that shorts with the rotation. shirt. The, yeah, my brain was like, this short, this shirt goes with these shorts, and that's what I wore, and that was the rotation for like, really a long time. Like that's what I wore for everything except church, which, <laughs> I there was a lot of like, because I mean you know this is like I don't know what like two thousand nine probably, um, yeah, and I remember one specific time. A lot of the clothes, also a lot of the clothes my sister and I had from probably like elementary school through about middle school was hand-me-downs from this family at our church their kids were homeschooled they were like a few years older than us and so they would be like well all of our kids have outgrown these clothes so here you get these clothes and so we got like hand-me-downs of their clothes so they were like not fashionable and they were always like a few years out of fashion by the time that we had them anyway and so i sometimes wear those and i remember specifically there was this one like teal blue like tank top and it was like a baby doll style tank top where there's literally like no shape to it whatsoever and it had like some flowers on it or something and i remember like wearing that with like i don't know a jean skirt or something i wore a lot of jean skirts (laughs) hell yeah you did (laughs) but i didn't wear they were like you know like mid thigh i didn't wear like the like homeschool like past the knee jean skirts like yeah 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 oh my god sorry i have to interrupt because one time i was like seven years old and I went to camp uh like church camp or whatever for a week mm-hmm. and I had this jean skirt and they told my mom <laughs> after after the camp they were like she would not take that off <laughs> she would not <laughs> she would sleep in it and she <laughs> would wear it every single day and my mom was ever since then my mom like every year for camp especially for Abby she would like um she would put everything in a bag, in its own bag, and was like, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> I'd be like, fucking stop wearing that jean skirt every day. Stop wearing that fucking jean skirt. <laughs> oh my anyway, god, sorry. I love that. Um, but yeah, I remember one specific time. And here's a lovely toxic Christian parent thing, which I'm sure you can probably relate to. Oh. Is that when it Hell came yes. to like when it came to the age, which this was probably around the like first age that it really mattered, was around like seventh eighth grade. When it came to like the modesty of my clothing, my father was the ultimate say on whether clothing was modest or not. Gross. And I remember that I came out in this like tank top, and it was not like low cut or literally anything. It was like you know collarbones. It was just a tank top, and I remember I came out in this tank top, and my mom was like, 
you need to ask your dad about that. And I was like, oh my god. So I like went and asked my dad. He's like, that's doing shoulder for church. <laughs> like, what? So my sister and I, we make fun of this to this day. We have to so... a shoulder for church. Yeah, it was like, okay, I'm sure Jesus has seen my shoulders. We'll survive. <laughs> Literally. Wouldn't want some good Christian boy to see my shoulders and stumble. <laughs> <laughs> but there are so many pictures of my sister and I in either, like, spaghetti strap tank tops or, like, halter neck tank tops with <laughs> other tank tops underneath them. Because we had to wear, like, oh those wide, God. like, wide-shouldered, like, ribbed tank tops under everything to cover up more of our shoulders. Oh, my God. So there are so many pictures of us wearing tank tops with tank tops underneath them. With tank was, tops underneath. Which was, like, kind of in fashion around then. But this was not, like, yeah, cami tank tops tank layered. Tops. This was, like, <laughs> ugly. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture. Because there's an infamous picture of us with color-coordinating tank tops on. And they're, like, I think they're halter neck dresses. And we both have, like, a thick white tank top underneath them. Oh, my God. That's so funny. But that was, like, yeah, around the time when I first remember, like, wanting to make fashion choices. And my dad being, like, that's not modest. Which, gross, first of all. Like, nasty. Yeah. Ew. That, um, my dad actually never did that, but. Oh. Great. <laughs> great. And it wasn't... Well, but I know that that was a thing in a lot of Christian circles. I think oh, yeah. it was, like, especially the more fundamentalist circles. So, like, yeah. yeah but my also, family was... I never really had the urge to... Um, I never really wanted any clothes that would have been considered possibly immodest. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You definitely have, like, a much different... I'm a very, like, I, like the least amount of clothing possible in that anything that's, like, any potential to have something that's not, like, a sensory barrier to me, even before I was aware of it. Like, I always wanted, like, the most, you know, the most comfortable piece of clothing. And a lot of times, for me, like, I wear a ton of tank tops, because it's, like, that's just one less thing to be in the way. And, like, one less thing to bother me. And it was, yeah, apparently that was, like, super indecent. Um, (laughs) How dare you? But, like, even in high school, like, we had jeans day every Friday, but you could, yeah. like, there were so many specific rules. It was like, I'm not really even choosing my own clothes. You could wear, yeah. you had to wear jeans, but they had to be, like, full-length jeans. They couldn't have any rips in them. Like, you know, whatever. So it was just, like, I was wearing, like, whatever jeans. And then um, you could wear a t-shirt. You were not allowed to wear sweaters. You were not allowed to wear tank tops. You could wear a single t-shirt, and it had to be, like, the boy-neck style Why t-shirt. Not a sweater? Because there's holes in them. And they don't want to have to sit and police whose sweater has too many holes in it. Or, like, if the holes are too oh big God. and you can, like, see skin. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, and so you had to wear, like, a like a t-shirt or you could wear, like, a long sleeve t-shirt. But it had to be, like, the boy-style t-shirts. They were very specific about that right. because they weren't, like, form-fitting in any way. Oh and God. it could either be, like, school merch. So you wear school merch. Or you could wear any other t-shirt you wanted, as long as it wasn't a band t-shirt, because they didn't want to have to police if it was a Christian which band or not. Which bands were okay, and which yes. bands weren't okay. Yeah, totally. So you couldn't wear, like, band t-shirts. So it was mostly, like, most people were wearing just, like, school merch, because, it, like, yeah, exactly. what other t-shirts are you going to find? Like, you've already cut yeah. down the amount of t-shirts you can wear so much. a plain t-shirt. Then, yeah, yeah it's like a plain t-shirt or like a school t-shirt. So it was like most of the stuff that we wore was like school t-shirts. Um, yeah. 
But then I do remember, like, some in high school, like, experimenting some with fashion. But even then, like, my school was so, like, there was such a specific idea of, like, what was fashionable that it was, like, most of what I was wearing was, like, you know, jeans and a t-shirt or shorts and a t-shirt. Like, that was kind of it. Yeah. Because I didn't, you know. I'll say my, there was, there were things that were fashionable at my school, um, but I did not engage in that. That's because your school had, like, farmer fashion. <laughs> I was gonna say, it was farmer chic. <laughs> I don't know People if that can wear... even be considered chic. <laughs> People would wear cowboy boots to school. <laughs> People did that at my school, too, if that helps. Really? Okay, There was, like, a help. subset of, like... Because here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah, you yeah. get, like, a bunch of, like, super rich white people together, there's always going to be a subset of, like, hunting people. And those were the people yeah. that would wear their boots to school. was, like, the hunting people. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was, yeah. yeah, very weird and specific. So college was the first time that I really got, like, because obviously it was the first time I didn't have to wear a uniform. Like, I could wear whatever I wanted, which was yeah. so weird. I remember being like, what the hell? Like, how do I pick out clothes? What do I wear? Yeah. Yeah, what do I wear? I've never needed to have this many clothes in my life because I, like, had uniforms every day. And, like, I don't even, I don't remember a lot about what I wore in college because there was, even in college, there was technically a dress code at our university and, like, you couldn't, like, wear anything, like, cropped or, you know, like, and it was, it was one of those things where it's, like, you wouldn't, like, get in trouble, but, like, if you were wearing something that was, like, they thought was inappropriate like someone someone would pull you aside and tell you that they thought your clothes would be immodest because no matter where you went there was always at least one of those people that was like really on that and would like just you know just so you know like (laughs) this might cause your like fellow brothers in christ to stumble like there was always that person brothers in christ yeah fuck them (laughs) yeah fuck my brothers in christ So we weren't allowed to do that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, like, honestly, post-college was the first time that I really felt like I experimented with fashion in any way because it was the first time that I didn't feel like there was any rules. And I didn't yeah. feel like, you know, most of the time it was like, I'm just wearing what's most like, most comfortable. I wore a lot, I got away with wearing a lot of, which I still wear a lot of, like, black, just plain black leggings with, like, a shirt over it, (laughs) because, yeah, it's easy, it's super comfortable. I wore that to work a lot, because if I, if you wear, like, a more tunic-styled top, it kind of just looks like you're wearing a dress with leggings, (laughs) and it wasn't, like, inherently a problem, so I wore a lot of stuff like that. Um, And post-college, I've had some experimenting with, like, you know, I kind of know what I like, and usually I wear, like, a patterned pair of pants or black leggings with, like, a crop top. That's most of, most of what my wardrobe consists of. Because you have very cute fashion, though. Thank you. I literally am wearing a patterned pair of pants and a crop top right now. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Um, I love that top. That's the one that's like a uh, like a bra, right? Like a bralette. Yeah, it's literally just a bra. I wear a lot of this is just a bra as a shirt fashion also. Cause <laughs> yeah, it's like I love that. No matter what, Again, like one less thing you have to worry about. Exactly, and like I care to some degree about feeling. Like I want to feel cute. I don't really give a shit if anyone else thinks I look cute. Like I've kind of given up on like whatever is like in style or whatever. Yeah. To me, and like you know, to some extent, it's like I want to feel 
cute, like, I would go out and be like, yeah, I like this outfit, but my, like, biggest priority is always, am I comfortable in this outfit? And so, you know, there's a lot of, like, well, this is maybe isn't the cutest thing, or I don't love this the most, but it's really comfortable, so I don't really care. Totally. So I feel like, you know, I have less of caring so much about, like, what, how something looks or, like, putting together a cute outfit as much as I care about, can I sit in this all day without being, like, driven crazy by it? So I don't have as much of, like, a, you know, as much of, like, a fashion sense as I might if I didn't have a thousand and one sensory issues. (laughs) Sure. But I definitely have settled into, like, you know, and I wear a lot of things that definitely, like, I think sometimes my parents kind of see what I'm wearing and they're, like, you know, to themselves. They wouldn't say anymore, like, that they thought something I was wearing was, like, immodest. But I wear, like, I don't, I mean, this is, like, what I'm wearing is, like, decently low-cut, like, you can see my shoulders. <laughs> you can sort of see thing. your shoulders. You can see my shoulders. Sometimes I'll wear shorts that I'm sure that they probably think are, like, a little bit too short. But it's like, this is not in my way, so I don't care. Um, yeah. But I feel like for me, my version of, like, getting back autonomy over my body, especially when I felt like growing up, a lot of it was not my own because someone else was telling me what was and wasn't immodest, which is, like, true, so yeah. nasty, has been just getting yeah, a, lot, really. a lot of tattoos. <laughs> Because my dad hates that. <laughs> Dude, that's part of... That was... Like, when I got my first tattoo, I literally just, like, sobbed. Because I was like, this is my choice. And it's mine forever, you know? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, it's like, I... And which, you know, none of the tattoos I get are like, I'm getting this because it's spite and nothing else. Like, they're all things that I enjoy. No, yeah, of course. And I feel like it's been very empowering in terms of, like getting really comfortable in my own body because it's like you know my body is not something I want to like cover up or hide you know if I don't feel like it because I'm like proud of the art pieces on my body so I don't you know I don't feel like I have to cover every inch of skin like I was you know told that I had to like it's okay to show off like my arms or my legs or my back like whatever things that were like immodest parts of my body and also my dad really hates them so that's just like a little little so that's just a plus yeah, exactly. a little cherry on top of the, like, body positivity <laughs> is that my yeah. dad really hates them, and no matter how many I get, every time I get one, he gets mad about it, and he won't look at them. <laughs> the one, dad. Yeah, the, I, he still does not know what the one on my arm says. I've had the one on my arm for, like, at least six months now. Good he still doesn't God. know what it says. What he won't a child. Ask, doesn't want to know. Oh, yeah, he's a child, for sure. Very immature. <laughs> Dude. I yeah. Mad. But whatever, it's an awesome tattoo. It is an awesome tattoo. I think it's pretty, and that's what matters. He's very pretty, yeah. He saw the one on my thigh that he'd never seen before for the first time when we were on yeah, that family trip. Yeah, I have, like, a big... I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I have, like, a big bouquet of flowers on my, like, upper thigh. And he'd never seen it, and I just was, like, not even gonna make a deal about him seeing it. Because I was like, well, it's... Yeah. You know, most of the time, most of the clothes that I wear, it's covered, so it doesn't really matter. But we went to the beach on our, like, family weekend trip we went on, and he saw it for the first time, and I, like, saw him see it, and then he just, like, didn't look at it. <laughs> he, like, looked at it and was like- At least he didn't he say away. anything about it. No, he did. He's- I think he's come to the point where he's like, you know, she's not gonna- it's, Whatever. That's his form of, like, protest. It's just, he won't say anything about it. He's going to just ignore right, it whatever. when it's not there. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'd rather you not say anything that's something mean. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't bother me if you don't say anything about it. 
Exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't need his approval. Honestly, it's been so many years, like, I've given up on that. Exactly. Oh my god, I wish you could see. <laughs> Let me see if I can, wait, here, I'll just take a picture. Pepper is like, <laughs> my cat has been on an absolute, like, trip this morning. I don't know what she's on, but she's been, like, so wild all morning, like, cannot be settled, like, wants to play constantly. And she's just passed out in, like, a giant pile of toys on the floor now. <laughs> she's finally, like, run herself out of energy. And it's very cute. Okay, well, I think it's been, like, over an hour. So do you want to wrap this episode up and move on to the next one? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, thanks for listening, and we're sorry. We're always sorry. 